to step up to the microphone. We're going to talk about some current things going on in the world and some other things. Uh, it's that time that we need to speak up for what we believe in. We can't let be bullied by the left anymore. It's impossible to govern a nation without God in the Bible, is what George Washington said. And that is exactly what's going on right now. They're trying to govern the nation without the Bible and without God. And that's just impossible. And this all goes back to a dad issue that we've had since the 50s and 60s when they decided they wanted to take fathers out of the home. Ever since they've done that, they've destroyed the family and, in doing so, have destroyed our nation. We have to find a way to put the father back in the home. Without that, we can't do anything. The family has been destroyed. The purpose of removing the father or the dad is spiritual and goes back to Lucifer's fall from heaven. He has daddy issues. Always has. He was mad that humanity was created and he will do anything to destroy it. It says it right there in the Bible. Plain as day. Without dads, crime goes up. The devil knows this. And faith goes down. He knows that too. That's why he does everything in his power to make you believe that dads are worthless. Sorry, that just doesn't fly with me. We have to have fathers. Without fathers, then society goes into a tailspin. That is what has been happening. We have taken the father out of the home. We have let everything get in the way of the dad. And it's time to stop that. If you want proof about this, then let's just look at some statistics. Uh, children in fatherless homes. There's one in five children in America that live in poverty, and they are in fatherless homes, more than likely. This leads to depression, obesity, rebellion against authority. 63% of suicides are from fa children in fatherless homes. 9% of the homeless, 85% of behavioral disorders, 71% of high school dropouts. 70% of juvenile detention rates are from fatherless homes. Then we got 75% of substance abuse. And 75% of rapists are motivated by displaced anger from not having a father in the home. This is not cool. Dads matter. You want to know what dads matter? Dads challenge kids. We challenge them by telling them like it is. We don't sugarcoat anything. When they get told like it is, they tend to grow their understanding. The more they understand, the better they grow. We also teach them critical thinking skills. If you don't think critically, then everything is going to be everyone else's fault. We can't have that in society. What do we have now? We have kids blaming everyone else but themselves. That is not how God built us. We need to take responsibility for our actions. Dads are stricter too, which helps instill right from wrong, and that lasts a lifetime. Having a dad in the home is the biggest thing ever. <sighs> Fathers also help build self-respect in boys. That way, they're not groping women out in public, mistreating them, and they bring confidence to their little girls, so they know what kind of man they need to go after. You know, the devil loves to go after the father in the home because he doesn't want us to see our father in heaven. 
That's what it comes down to. He is afraid of us knowing God through Jesus Christ. You know, that's his thing. We can't help that he got separated from God because he was jealous. He wants us to be angry with God. He wants us to not even know God because we were made in God's likeness. And the devil's punishment was being cast out of heaven. He uses that to, that hate to separate us from God through sin and cast us into death. We can't have that. It's just not it's not how God built us. God loves us. He wants us to prosper. But to do that, we have to accept him. And that's the bottom line. If God didn't love us, then why did he allow Adam and Eve to continue on after they, their fall from the garden? He could have just said, snap, I'm done with this. But no, he kept Adam and Eve around and built humanity. He could have said, no, I'm done, and when Noah came along and not even told Noah to build the ark. God loves us. He wants to discipline us. But he also wants to show us through the discipline that he loves us. It's that simple. Whenever your kid does something wrong, you discipline them. But you let them know that you love them afterwards. That's why the rainbow was there after the flood. Because he wanted to show that he loves us. You know, I've been blessed with two great father figures. My dad and my father-in-law. Without them, I'd probably be living under a bridge in a cardboard box. They instilled in me work ethic, responsibility, a sense of duty, and so much more. They've taught me how to do things that I never thought I'd be able to do. They instilled confidence in me. Fathers are important. There's no getting around it. God the Father is more important than any other dad in the universe. So we need to respect him. We need to love him and obey his commandments. As hard as that is, it is something we need to do. Whenever your kid disobeys you, you get upset. How do you think God feels? Because we disobey him multiple times a day. And he sits there and has to watch it over and over and over again. It gets old. The reason I bring fathers up in my first podcast is because I just felt we needed to talk about it. I watched the election season this past season and people attacking Donald Trump because he's mean. He has mean tweets. But on the other hand, if you really watched what he was doing, he was acting like a father. And we have a nation that does not want fathers. He was acting like a father. He was being harsh when he needed to be, and he was showing courage and passion when he needed to. He was doing what a father does. He was showing his love through discipline, through being tough. You have to be tough to be a father. Yeah, you're going to go home and cry when no one's watching. But be tough and let the kid know that they have done wrong. Our nation does not understand that they have done wrong. You think killing babies is right? No, that is wrong. You think sitting there and allowing murderers to get off death row with no parole is right? No, that is wrong. There is so much wrong that we're allowing. Letting people flood the borders for amnesty? No, we cannot continue doing this. It is wrong. Borrowing money trillions and trillions of dollars and then getting stimulus checks and funding things that don't even help our nation and going further into debt that is wrong we cannot continue this moral slippery slope we are sliding straight down into nothing we have to have a strong father figure to lead us 
call me crazy, but I think Donald Trump is the perfect person for that. He has done a great job with his kids. Yeah, they get probably get out of hand at sometimes. But overall, they are good kids. They are successful. They have respect. They understand who their dad is. Having a father is important, especially one that can teach you right from wrong through their life lessons. You always learn from other people's life lessons, and then you learn from your own. Learning from your father's is the best way. Do I agree with everything Donald Trump did in office? No, I do not. But I do know that he is the right man for the job, and he should be back in office as soon as God says, Hey, it's time. We need a strong leader that speaks up for our beliefs and doesn't criticize us and threaten us and make us feel like we're inadequate. We need someone to stand up. And we need to back them up. We need to make our voice loud. We need to tell them that we support them. That is something he didn't have for four years. We were too scared to do it. Well, now we need to stand up. We need to take back our government. We need to show him that he woke us up. Through his actions, he woke us up. Through the things that happened to him, he woke us up. We needed that father figure to wake us up. That's exactly what happened. He woke us up. We saw what happened to him because a bunch of people hated him because he was ordained by God for this time. There's no way around it. He was ordained by God. And now we have a federal government that's working like they're kings or monarchs or dictators. And Samuel 8 tells us point blank that a centralized government is the worst thing for the people. They will suppress the people. They will tax the people. They will work them to death. There is no way around it. They are going to do that. And what are they doing? They're raising taxes. They're cutting jobs. They're making things harder on us. They are cracking the whip. There is no way around that. Until we understand that we have to stand up and tell them no more. No more doing what you're doing. We are not going to stand by and let this happen anymore. Our voice has to be heard, and it starts at the local level. We have to take back our city government, our county government. We need to push our state legislatures to tell the federal government to back off, that they will not enforce any laws that do not abide by the United States Constitution. The United States Constitution is not a fluid document, never has been, never will be. It tells the government exactly what they cannot do, and we have allowed the government to trample all over it and use it like toilet paper. That is not what it is meant to do. It is not meant to be used the way they use it. You cannot take away my religious freedom. I don't care that there was a pandemic. You cannot do it. It is against the Constitution. The Supreme Court even ruled that the churches could not be shut down, and now we have Facebook and Twitter and every other major multimedia, whatever you want to call them, telling us what we can and can't say, and then they're attacking the places that actually give us freedom of speech like Gab? No, this isn't right. We have to be able to speak our mind and do it in a way that's peaceful. We cannot do it when we are being bullied by the left. It ain't happening. We just can't, we can't function that way. There's no way to function. When you have the school bully telling you what you can and can't do, they are only account for 10 to 15% of the population, so why are we letting them trample all over us? There is a better way to go about this. That's why we have the United States Constitution. That is why we need to follow the Constitution. The Constitution is a document 
that was divinely inspired by God. They took principles from the Bible to write the Constitution. We need to pay attention to it before we lose our soul of our country. To do that, we need a strong leader, someone that can be like a father to us, someone like Donald Trump, someone who won't back down. We have to have a leader like that, and someone who believes in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's the only way this country survives. S separation of church and state wasn't about what everyone says it was. Separation of church and state wasn't about keeping religion out of the government. It was about making sure the government didn't have a mandated religion. That's why we have freedom of religion in this country. We can't demand that everyone be a Christian or a Muslim or a Jew. But it kept the government from mandating it. So why are we attacking religion? That is something we shouldn't do. That takes away people's rights. We shouldn't be propping up one religion over another. Yes, I'm a Christian. I believe Jesus Christ died for me. And I believe that we will all have to stand before him at the end and be judged. But I cannot push my religion on someone. That is not how it works. We were given free will to make our own decisions, to choose who we worship. And I'm sorry, but I'm not going to worship the government or any other religion. It just is not happening. But you are free to do what you want to do. That's why God gave us free will. He didn't tell us, hey, we're going to be robots and do whatever he tells us to do. He gave us the free will to love him. So we need to use that free will and discernment and see what's going on around us. Without discernment, you don't know what, what is going on at all. You don't know what is planned. God has a way he wants the government ran and he's going to run that way in the end. We need to prepare for that. We need to do his will. We need to read the book of Deuteronomy. We need to read 1 Samuel. He will tell us. It's right there in the word on how to run the government. It is right there in the word on how to discern. Read Ephesians 6. We literally have a roadmap on how to run the government. You just don't want to realize it. It is right in front of our face. It has been for years. Since the days of Moses. But no one wants to do it. If the government ran the way it was written in Deuteronomy, we wouldn't have half the issues we have today. But no, men want to run the government, and the way we run the government is not the way God runs it. It is wrong. It takes so much away from us. We want kings and leaders and presidents instead of running it locally. That's how it needs to be ran. Each area runs its own. You don't want the people of San Francisco telling the people of a small town in Texas how to run their how to run their city and county government. You don't want Washington, D.C. making mandates that don't go with your local area. That does not work. It infuriates the people. It puts the people under a yoke that they cannot bear. We cannot keep on unequally yoking the people to these elitists. It just doesn't work. You do not get as much out of them because they are so stressed out because they're having to go paycheck to paycheck because of the way the economy is set up right now. The way the government is set up to choose winners and losers. There's no glory in that. Never has been, never will be. It's time to open things up. It's time to make things the way they should have been all along. We need to stop enslaving people through economics and social issues. We need to stop all this craziness. We need to quit the division. We need to unify. 
we need to make things work. We need to work together, but not conform to each other. We are all created by God, and we all have individual talents. And the government needs to quit regulating those talents, because once you regulate the talent, then the make person with the talent doesn't want to work as hard, doesn't want to produce as much. We can't live that way. The more regulation, the less productivity. It's been proven. Look at the Donald Trump years compared to the Obama years. Trump did more in four years than Obama did in eight. I mean, come on. The numbers are right there in front of you. Look at them. What I'm getting at is we have to stand up. We have to show our individuality. We have to show who we are. We can't be pushed into a corner and told to conform. We can't do things the way they want us to do them on the left. It doesn't work. It never has. It never will. It just won't work. We have talents and we need to use them to the best of our ability. And when you damper those talents with regulations and taxes, then nothing ever comes good of it. Nothing. When you choose winners and losers, then you only set society back. You don't give them the opportunities they need to succeed. All these things go back to leadership, which comes from fathers who teach you leadership as you're growing up. Either you have great leadership that you learned from your father or you have no leadership because you did not have a father in the house. It is sad that we don't have fathers in the house. It just breaks my heart. I wish we had fathers in every house. I wish that we had a way to get fathers in fatherless houses. At least mentors for these kids. Our government would run better. Our world would run better. So we need to look at a way to fix this problem. It is a major issue. And our fathers need to start putting the families back in church. That will make them stronger dads. It has with me. I've become a better father since I've gotten back in church. Since I've got back in the word of God. That is how I've gotten better. That's what's made me stronger, made me easier to deal with with my children. It's gotten to the point where they crave a Bible story every night. If I don't read a Bible story, they tell me, hey, you didn't read the Bible story to me last night. Can you read two to me tonight? And my soul jumps. I love it. I wish I would have done this years ago. So the basic gist of what I'm getting at is a whole bunch of problems could be fixed if we got fathers or father-like figures in the home. That is something we really need to look at getting fixed in our society. Otherwise, our society is going to continue falling. We can't allow it to continue falling. Let's get the father back in the house and get God back in the house. That's all I've got for today. I'll be throwing in some 